Hey guys, welcome back to the Middle Tech Podcast. My name is Nate Antetomaso. I'm here with Evan Knowles. We are coming at you live from downtown Lexington, Kentucky for episode three. Thanks for sticking with us. Today we get into the topic of Facebook. Everybody has Facebook. Everybody knows Facebook. They're in a really interesting spot. It's a great discussion. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. Alright guys, once again, thank you for tuning in to the Middle Tech Podcast. I'm Nate, I'm here with Evan. Hey guys. Uh, We're here for episode three. Today we're going to talk about some Facebook stuff. Um, Once again, just real quick before we dive in, we want to remind you guys to give us a rating on whatever podcast platform you're listening to, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, whatever it is. Just give us that five-star rating. Write a little comment. Tell us what you feel like. It'll help us move up in the charts, help us get discovered by new people. We're always trying to build this community, so we're super pumped to keep going. So today we want to talk a little bit about Facebook. We've done a little bit of research. Yep. Facebook's been in the news a lot lately, especially with the ad. Type a lot of, of political platform. stuff going on with Facebook yeah. and how they're influencing campaigns. You could argue Donald Trump would not be president today. That's a Facebook whole thing. Yeah, uh, it's you know they they are really influential, and we'll get into exactly how influential they are and, and kind of what they're doing with facial recognition. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like. Facebook has a bad rap right now, and, and possibly de- deservedly so. Um, but with with the the campaign, like you touched on, it's hard not to talk about Facebook right now and not get just a little bit political. Um, I was just reading an article the other day about um, the CPM for Facebook. For those who don't know, CPM um, is cost per mile. It's cost per a thousand impressions of an ad, a post, whatever it is. Um, and this this article was talking about the CPM. Of a of the the campaigns, both the Hillary Clinton campaign and the Donald Trump campaign, and the Trump CPM was a, as much as a hundred times lower. They paid a hundred times less for a thousand impressions of their content just because they posted controversial content. Yeah, because everything that comes out of Trump's mouth is going to get press, and it's mm-hmm. it's you know controversial. It's it's roughly feathers. It's getting people fired up, and that's why uh, this whole fake news. Yeah, and the reason he possibly won the election. Because of the algorithm. Yeah, the, the algorithm. algorithm. And that's exactly why it happened. The algorithm, um, it it gives priority to engagement, whether that's a like, a comment, a share, um, whatever it is. And so his stuff got people to engage, both positively and negatively. Um, and so it got people out there. That's how you see stuff on Facebook. You see the stuff that your friends post that get the most engagement. And just like that, paid ads the stuff that got the most engagement got out there. And that's yeah. something they've, they've touched on a lot lately. And they're changing stuff. They're specifically changing political advertising and political posts in general. Um, you know, I've said on my personal accounts that I think Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook, more specifically, uh, are the two, you know, the most powerful things on the planet when it comes to influencing people. That's a bold more, statement. More than the president. It is a bold statement, but I'm yeah. going to stick by it because the Facebook algorithm reaches 2.2 billion people. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the president of the United States so it's almost is only over you know, the United States. Yeah, it's a Facebook of the population. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that many people mm-hmm. at Facebook's disposal to get information in front of, yeah. that's more powerful than anything else on the planet. Yeah, I mean, it, it by, started, by sheer numbers it is. It's elected sure. officials. Yeah. It started revolutions. It has. It's entire economies in some countries 
that kind of power has not been seen mm-hmm. in almost in history. It's yeah. never been seen. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a digital empire. Yeah, is what it is. It really is. I think fifty years from now, we're going to look back on the life of Mark Zuckerberg, and it's going to be such an amazing case study. Yeah, how this guy who was a freshman at Harvard. Uh, be, has become a digital emperor in a way. Yeah, um, yes, totally. And yeah. you can you are starting to see Donald Trump and these businesses, these business owners, gain influence through playing the system of the internet. Yeah. And so you know who knows if we'll have another political candidate win the election. I hope we do. I hope someone with a political background but wins. It, it might just be a popularity but contest. It might just be a popularity contest. Listen, if Oprah were to run, she would have. So many people listening mm-hmm. because she has already played the media game. She already has a built-in audience. Yeah, and that's what power is becoming. It's yeah. not just you know how many people you paying off, how much influence have you had through your political career, mm-hmm. how much experience do you have. It's how many eyeballs do you have on you. Yeah, a power power right now and respect right now is your personal brand recognition. I mean, yeah, that's part of the reason we're doing this. Like we're putting content out there to establish our expertise to to help the region, but but also to help ourselves. Yep, honestly. Um, and you know, this is on a, a much smaller scale. This is that, and whoever can do that the best, whoever can play the game the best, whoever can get themselves out there the best, is going to win. Is going to win and. Whether it's true or not, in a lot of eyes, they become the best. And so yep. it, it's a really interesting thing, man. Another, another person that within the entrepreneurial business realm that people are starting to know of is this guy named Ty Lopez. You know, if anybody watches YouTube and watches business videos or any kind of tech, uh, entrepreneurship videos, motivational videos, they're going to hit with ads by Ty Lopez. Yes, we saw that the other day. Ty Lopez came, came out of nowhere. He now has paying. hundreds of millions of people following him. He's just buying ads at the right Because he bought ads, bought them for cheap, got an audience, paid for his audience, and now he has good enough content that he has enough followers that he can afford the lifestyle that he might have rented. So yeah. he, the story with him is he, he, he has a home, a gigantic home in the Hollywood Hills, has you know five cars that all cost upwards of 200K, mm-hmm. but he might not have owned those cars. But he projected this lifestyle. Bought yeah. ads, basically made it look like he's a professional. He might be, have yeah. no idea, but now because he has the audience, he can afford that stuff. Yeah, because he played the system, mm-hmm. and now he has an audience to monetize and get money. Yeah, he worked his way to the top of the business world, mm-hmm. and now he's got an audience and he's monetizing yeah. it. Never before has there been such a literally written down set in stone system to get yourself out there. Yeah. I mean, there's been ways in the past, obviously, with media, but there's literally an algorithm. That there's literally a set of rules that if you play off of these rules correctly, you win. Yeah. And so, and they're always changing, but they're still there. Yeah. And so it's it's just it's such a different dichotomy, a different dynamic uh, in the media and just the the societal landscape yeah. right now. It's a major major disruption. Yeah. And so everybody has the potential to kind of put themselves out there correctly and get recognized. And one thing that um, you wanted to bring up, Evan, was the facial recognition. And that's another algorithm, but it's another way that that Facebook can help you get out there for good or bad or stay not being out there for good or bad. Yeah, so the story here is recently you might have seen it, you might not have. I did the day it came out. Facebook basically gave you an alert within your news feed on how they were going to use facial recognition uh, for your benefit. Was that everywhere or just? Uh, everybody would have seen it on their newsfeed if they got on at the right time. I hope everybody saw it. 
uh, I'm sure that the algorithm made a priority. But if you got yeah, on Facebook and you read uh, exactly what this Facebook algorithm is doing with your face, it's really interesting. And they just now started letting people know, and we'll kind of get into why. But essentially, what they're doing with your facial recognition is uh, they're allowing you to tag photos with yeah. your friend's face. If you if you post a photo and you have friends in it, it knows who they are. So that's well, what they've been, been doing, doing that for a while. It's been doing that. You hover for a while. over someone's face and their name yep. pops up, and it's a little creepy. Yeah, and so they never really told people in a very public manner that they were doing that, or they didn't do a great job. Yeah. Uh, so they added a few more features where now, let's say a stranger posts a picture and has your face in it, mm-hmm. but you didn't give them permission to do that, they'll let you know, and then you can message that person and say, "Hey, you know, I didn't give you permission to use my face." Uh, and so that kind of use case is really interesting. Yeah. Um, and then you can also do it with uh, when a friend posts a picture of you and you don't give permission. So it's really just they know when your photo is being posted and they'll let yeah, you know. Yeah, they can let you know. I think for, for nefarious reasons, if somebody's impersonating you or someone's taking creepy pictures of you, obviously, yep. that, that is just 100% should be, you should be alerted in that. But what if somebody is in front of, you know, the Statue of Liberty and they're taking a picture, and you're standing next to them taking your picture, and you're you're in it. Um, do you have rights over that picture? Do you have rights over your section of that no, picture? So no, so from my understanding, it just gives you the ability to message that person and say, hey, my face is in your photo. Mm-hmm. Can you either please take it down or, uh, you know, mark it out, crop it out, or you can keep it up. I just wanted to let you know, hey, you know, I see this picture, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... It's just your think, ability to know where you are on the internet. Yeah, I like. You know, I definitely like tool. that. That's but a good I, thing. I don't think you should have control over your and anybody who happens to capture you in public. Because if you go in public, you're in public. Yeah, you know, and there's cameras everywhere. It's you should not be able to own all of the space around you wherever you go. And I think if you take this to the extreme, that's what it could go to. Yeah, and so facial recognition is being used for a lot of different reasons. Uh, so Facebook actually has the biggest database of faces on the planet. Yeah. So it's not really a surprise, but yeah. it's interesting to think of them in that capacity, where they, they have 2.2 billion people's faces. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit less. I know some people post random cartoons yeah. as their profile pictures. Yeah, but still. <laughs> 2 billion. That power. Yeah. So you know what Apple's doing with their facial recognition to get onto the phone. Facebook already has you know, a huge head start there. Mm-hmm. And they have multiple photos and multiple uh, environments for a single face. Yeah. So they they um, they just they have it covered and they have the data behind the face as well. Yeah. They yeah. know where you go, when you go, how you interact. Yeah. And that data is your identity. Yeah. So if you keep taking that farther and farther, you start to get into the privacy argument. Mm-hmm. And so the one side of facial recognition for why you know it's it's not against privacy is. You're already walking around in public, and your face is there. Yeah, yeah. So that's people, what, that's what yeah, would, yeah, people can already see it. You know, everybody has their own, you know, facial features, but it's very public. And the thing that Facebook's doing is it's taking all those facial features, and it's putting them in a database so that they can recognize people. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that they have the biggest database is very powerful, gives them a huge head start. But then you start taking that and taking a you know large scale. You know, let's say. You're walking down the street in New York. Yeah. Cameras on the street. Those cameras are tapping into the Facebook database. Because they know who exactly is walking down the street, then a billboard down the street. Yeah, that's targeted digital, advertising. Knows that you're going like to walk by Facebook. it because you walked by a camera. 
Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're seeing personal ads on billboards because mm-hmm. it knows you're walking a certain direction. Yeah. So then the privacy thing starts getting you know more serious. Well, they already use your location through your phone and yeah. they'll target you ads based on location. Yeah. So why this is just another form of location targeting. But yeah, and it, wow. it's a little bit more personal because it's your face. Yeah. You know, I think the friction of getting your location data is going to be a little bit less than just giving them your facial data. Mm-hmm. Well, Who knows? yes and no, because you can't tell where you are right now, usually with your face. Mm-hmm. You can in the instance of an outdoor camera like that, but if you're inside of a building, there's still not that many cameras. You can't yeah. tell right now where you are. With your phone, you can. So right now, we are broadcasting to Facebook that we're together, and I could see an ad on my Facebook based on something that you looked up yesterday. Yeah. Because it knows that we hang out. It knows that we're together a lot. So why would I not be interested in the same things? So that's constant all the time. I do think, obviously, biometrically, your face is more personal. But yeah. behavior-wise, on a, on a micro scale, not at all. On yeah. a macro scale, potentially. Because so, it's an identifier and yeah. it follows you everywhere. Yeah. And so why are we talking about this? Why are we talking about privacy? Because the news recently is that Facebook's finally starting... Uh, to get some pushback on this kind of stuff. It's going to so, push back on everything. Yeah, it's going to push back <laughs> on everything, but specifically facial recognition because they just you know, got into a suit. So the suit is Illinois has filed against Facebook. Illinois? Illinois. Illinois has a law where um, that companies that use facial recognition and collect facial data have to alert the people that it's collecting it from and yeah. let them know that they're taking the data that they're reading your face and why they're reading your face. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting because as soon as this suit came out, Facebook put that notification up. Yeah. So they did it after the fact. So the notification that you talked about at the beginning that everyone saw was in response to this? Was suit. in response to this, yeah. Okay. So it's interesting. So how long was that the timing beforehand? There? Nobody knows. I mean, it launched, you know, they're reading people's faces for tags, mm-hmm. but, you know, how long have they been using facial data in AI? I mean, who knows? Probably back to when they started collecting it and AI was just coming up. Yeah. Well, years for, for tagging, at least. So oh, yeah. I'm sure it's been years for other basic use cases. Yeah. So they've been using it for a while now, but they never really publicly let people know. Yeah. And this is the first time they did in a really well-thought-out manner. Yeah. And it's in reaction to these suits. Yeah. Which, on a larger scale, is that a good thing? Because Facebook has, basically what they're doing is the push-pull game. Yeah, Facebook charges ahead, and then they get pulled back. Yeah, and so that's kind of the interesting thing: is are we okay with a company pushing limits beyond our control, mm-hmm. and then waiting for the government to catch on to it, and then they react? Well, that's what it's been for for fifteen years since Facebook started. Because, like we said, there's there's never been anything like this. Yeah, um, but when it comes to privacy, I think it's a little bit different because we always want companies to push forward innovation yeah that's a that's a given you have no right to privacy yeah you we have standards that as a society we've set mm-hmm. and we expect to be followed but nowhere in the constitution nowhere in the bill of rights nowhere in any basic laws do we have a right to privacy obviously there are there it's are the state freedom laws it's just a liberty thing yeah but but that's different everywhere and it's different online than it is in real life and as of several years ago there were no rules online um and so i I think with social media with such a large social media like facebook we're we're almost in a wild west right now yeah for this kind of stuff and it's starting to be but you personally do you want a facebook 
letting you know how they're using your data before they do so. Yes. Yeah. And so yeah. that's that's the argument here is... I want to know, do but you, I don't think I would care, to be honest. Personally, I wouldn't either. But I would like to know before they roll out some brand new algorithm that is using my personal data for their benefit mm -hmm. or for a business's benefit. Yeah. Because that's my personal data. Yeah. I'm fine with giving it away because as long as I know what I'm getting as a benefit, yeah. I'm fine. And I know that I'm giving my data away and I'm getting all these services. I'm getting the information put in front of me because mm -hmm. I'm giving my data and I want that. Yeah. But let's say they start using my location data for something I don't want them to. Then I at least want to have the control to say the, maybe or at least the granular controls yeah. to turn that off. Well, I don't think that that'll ever happen. But I want to know so that I can gather people yeah. to you know speak up against it. I wouldn't say that would never happen because I think obviously you know they want to use this to benefit themselves. They want to use this to benefit their ad platform. That's how they make revenue. They want to use this to benefit their clients, their partners, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, Facebook wouldn't be a business if you're not on Facebook. 100%. You are the product. Yeah. Um, so they don't want to piss you off. They don't want to piss off all of their users. So I think the granular controls are a good way to balance that. You as a user feel that 100% you're in control because you can say yes, yes, no, yes, yes, whatever it is. But you're not – that's better for them than you just saying no and they can't yeah. use anything. I mean personally, I don't think that will happen anytime soon that those kind of controls be given to everybody? I think I think it will have to become a bigger issue for people, what they're doing for them to come out. But I think that can be a very early response yeah. to keep people happy. Yeah, because let's say, here's another example of how facial recognition is used in the advertising space. There are actually churches that have cameras set up in the church that scan the audience and yeah. knows who goes to church. And then what it does is, it gives that data to the church and allows the church to reach out to its people and say, hey, I've noticed you've been going to church more. Yeah. Thanks for coming. You know, uh, we have a donation every every Sunday. We'd love you to contribute. Yeah. For those people that don't go as often or they're missing multiple weeks, mm -hmm. it allows the church to reach out and say, hey, are you okay? You know, do you need anything? We'd love to see you more often. This is a real thing? This is a real thing. Churches have already started doing this. It's, it's a company that's doing this? Yep. And so you can when, do that for any business. You, you can, can do, do that, that for any business. But anything. do you want that to happen? Are you comfortable with your church knowing yeah. whether or not you are showing up? So that's real world analytics. That is one hundred percent a real thing. That is. Are you comfortable yeah. with that? Personally, I would not want my church to know if I'm going to mass or not. That's my personal. <laughs> that is my personal. It's God knowing if you're going to mass or not. <laughs> that is yeah. All of a sudden, it's it's kind of scary. It's like the movie Eagle Eye. Yeah, it can become that. But anyways, are you comfortable with that? Personally, I'm not for that use case. I don't know. I honestly don't know, man, because, no, I mean, on on the surface, no, I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not comfortable if I went and got ice cream twice a week and then for two weeks I didn't go because I started a diet and then the ice cream store sent me a $10 coupon because they noticed I wasn't there yep. and then I ruined my diet. No, I'm, I'm not comfortable with that. But at the end of the day... I'm sure it will be marketed to me and there will be real implications of it being beneficial to me. I just use that ice cream example. Maybe it's the gym example. Maybe the gym's noticing I'm not going and so they get me back. Yeah. Maybe um, maybe I'm going to the grocery store. Or school. They, school. Maybe I'm going to the grocery store and they notice um, that I'm walking around the aisles and I'm lost. And But I ended up getting the bread. 
so I couldn't find the bread. So the next time they send me, well, here's the bread. This is where it is. Remember, whatever it is, you know, yeah. life will just be easier with it. Yeah. But at the same time, you're you're trading the trade offs. You're trading the convenience for your likeness. You're trading the convenience for your data. You're trading the convenience to get people into your life that want to influence it for positive and negative reasons. So I, I really don't know. I, I can't tell you right now if I'm comfortable or not with it. We'll see how it plays out. It's, it's not, not about how it plays out. Yeah. I mean, it's going to keep being brought up because, you know, a lot of this stuff has been in the background. And political ads were in the background for a long time before, you know, Donald Trump and, and Russia and all these different things, Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. the way the campaign worked out, uh, all of these fake news articles. Yeah. You know, that stuff boiled to the surface mm-hmm. and now they're being talked about more. Facial recognition. You know, once start ads, once ads start, you know, using facial recognition, it's going to boil to the surface as well. Yeah, and that's why we wanted to bring it up because it's a very, very relevant topic on privacy and Facebook and you know, how how big Facebook has become. Mm-hmm. And the the sheer bigness, for like the the scale of huh. them, uh, I like bigness better. The sheer bigness of them um, allows them to just be so powerful. So we were talking about this facial recognition, obviously. But then another cool thing that they've done recently is um, the, the job postings. They're really pushing to become basically the LinkedIn of low-skill workers. Um, and maybe that's not the correct term. I Low-skill um or blue collar, non enterprise. Blue collar, non enterprise. Yeah, Th- those kinds of people who would not be on LinkedIn. Let's say, yeah. um, not your white collar on the computer all day type workers. Um, because one, there's a whole lot of people that are a waiter, a factory worker, a blue collar worker that are on Facebook and they yep. spend a lot of time interacting with their family, interacting with their friends, watching videos, posting, commenting, whatever on Facebook. They have the audience more so than anybody does. Also. But also, that's where those people's social online lives are, which is a big part of their life. So it just integrates perfectly. If you want to be a server at a restaurant, you can go look at the job postings. You can see that this restaurant is hiring. You can check their Facebook page to learn about them. You can apply. That restaurant automatically has all of your data because your resume won't necessarily be um, all these achievements that you've done um, in a white-collar setting. It's where you've worked previously. Yeah. That's already there. You quickly apply. You have um, more access to more jobs. They have more access to more data about you to find the best person. It's a win-win situation, and Facebook is winning because they're getting people on the platform um, and interacting the whole time. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be really interesting how the dynamic between Facebook and LinkedIn continues. You know, mm-hmm. personally, as a salesman selling enterprise software to these large companies, I'm on LinkedIn. All day, yeah. every day. It's email and it's LinkedIn. Yeah. Because marketers, because the large, the CMOs, the people that are running these ad campaigns for these large companies, the salesmen at each one of these companies are all on LinkedIn. Yeah. Because it's a network of enterprise workers. Yeah. So I'm on there That's, looking for who to reach out to. It's it's the social media for the professional world. Absolutely. It's, yeah. But I, I think it's even more than that. I think it's like a cocktail hour for the professional world. I think it's... Any kind of networking, any kind of solution to connect people in a professional setting is LinkedIn, but it misses, it totally the, misses the, vast, the whole demographic. The vast majority of laborers yeah. in this Because if you're trying to get a job at, let's say, a pizza restaurant, you have yeah, no use in LinkedIn. And you don't. Maybe to find the manager of that pizza joint, yeah. but sometimes you know the managers aren't even on LinkedIn. Yeah. 
and also you even if you wanted to be on LinkedIn, even if you wanted to make yourself stand out, yeah. you'd probably just not look good on there because your resume isn't all these achievements. It's I worked at this pizza restaurant, then I worked at this gas station, then I worked over here. Yeah. So you wouldn't look good on the platform. You wouldn't have content to put out there. You wouldn't have connections to make. It's just not suited for it. And I'm surprised this hasn't happened on Facebook earlier, to be honest, the more we talk about it. Yeah. Because it's just the perfect Well, fit. and it's interesting. So Facebook's moving into business a lot more. You know, I toured yeah. Facebook a couple of years ago, their headquarters in uh, Silicon Valley. And when I was there, they were working on their Facebook for Business platform. Yeah, it hadn't launched yet. They have that too. They have now launched it, and that's why I'm able to talk about it. But at the time, they were using it internally. They had an entire Slack, you know, office. Yeah, that's a completely different platform. That's more the white collar job. That's Slack. That's but when they start integrating these two things, it'll be really interesting how Facebook moves into enterprise. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is you know, Facebook's got a whole new demographic and and the jobs they're going after. LinkedIn has theirs, but I know Facebook's trying to go after both. Yeah, I think they have a much easier path to the the lower skill, non enterprise type people. Though the Facebook, what is it called? Facebook for Teams? Is that correct? Or is uh, it I'm not aware of that? I, I don't know what the I don't know what the title is. Um, but yeah, that that thing is it's like Slack. It's the messaging. That's a way that they can connect people's Facebook's account to their jobs and so they okay. obviously get data there okay. but there's there's no way to to track people really well they track people there's no way to help people integrate from one company to the next be be mobile be lateral in their um yeah in their career where this this facebook jobs which is the job postings literally helps people advance yeah um i do think the integration is super interesting and i'm surprised we didn't find any articles about that when doing the research, if they have this work communication platform and they also have this work finding platform, how do you combine those to literally make Facebook your social and your work destination all day, every day? It'll be amazing. How It'll be own, amazing if they pull that off. How do you own people's internet usage? And that's what they could do. But again, here's the benefit that they have, the, the head start that they have. There are 3.2 billion people with access to the internet on the planet. Yeah. And again, I said there are 2.2 billion people on Facebook. The vast majority of people that have internet access. 68%, 68% of people that have internet are on Facebook. Yeah. That network effect mm-hmm. is so powerful, not just for social, but for business. Because yeah. as globalization continues, let's say, you know, I'm tired. Theoretically, I, all of a sudden I get tired of the U.S. I want to try something new. Yeah. I want to go try to get a job in India. <laughs> LinkedIn is not a great source to get jobs in India. It's it's probably decent. Yeah. I'll probably will be able to get a hold of people. But the population on in India on on, on Facebook. Facebook's gonna be huge. Yeah. Way bigger than LinkedIn. So if they're able to pull off this this business side mm-hmm. of Facebook, then I'm gonna use Facebook every time. Yeah. And they're taking you know, I, I just think they have they have the potential to own your online interaction. Um I see Amazon as a huge competitor to Facebook. Obviously, Amazon isn't a social media, but I feel like both Facebook and Amazon are trying to own your online time, and and that's what it's becoming. I think. Mm-hmm. You, you don't I don't agree that? as much. Why is that? Uh, well, when when do you use Amazon? 
when you want to buy something. I use Amazon when I buy something. I have an Alexa, so I ask questions. I do voice search. I have a Fire TV, so I watch my entertainment through Amazon. Yeah. Um, they, okay. I mean, they're, they're expanding every day. They're going to start getting... Uh, we talked about how they're getting into the smart home space even more with Ring. Um, they're, they're doing education stuff. They also just had talks with um, J.P. Morgan to get into banking. Okay. What is Amazon I just not think, doing? I just think it's, it's different types of data. You know, Facebook uh, collects your data on what, what you're interested in on a daily basis. Amazon just knows what you're interested in when you want to buy something. Very valuable data. You yeah, know, Amazon is That's Amazon. It's, the funnel it's one of the. It's going to be one of the biggest companies ever. It's going to pass. You know, I think it'll pass. Um, I mean, could be the first trillion dollar. It company. could be. I think it could pass Apple if it continues to grow yeah. at the rate it's growing. Oh, for sure. But also, Facebook's growing faster than Amazon, and Facebook is expected to eclipse. Amazon. Is Facebook growing faster than yeah, Amazon it is. right now? Yeah, really. Yep. And so, you know, when you take that into effect, when you take the data that they're collecting versus Amazon, I think. Facebook is collecting much more valuable data because it's more personal. It's more your everyday life. It's yeah. everything you're looking at, not just your purchases. Yeah. So I think that the data Facebook's collecting again is more valuable than an Amazon. But I would I would again, agree. Amazon would, is collecting very valuable data. Yeah, I would agree that today that is a hundred percent true. But I think with Alexa and the smart home space, they're going to get so much more data about yeah. how you act. In life, not just online, just on a day-to-day behavioral basis. And I think that's even more valuable than what you search, what friend you want to look at, you know. Um, Because how you truly act is how people can truly sell to you. Mm -hmm. And so they get that data, they they start to organize it, they start to sell it to advertisers, it's over. Yeah. I mean, Amazon's (laughs) not going to stop growing. This isn't an argument. You're not against Amazon. No, I'm not against Amazon at all. But I just think the direction Facebook is going is much more valuable uh, than an Amazon because it's very personal data. Personal data is not easily collected unless you have an incentive to give it away. I think think Facebook has the best incentive to give your personal data away. Instagram. Here's another thing about Facebook. People think of Facebook, they think of Facebook. They don't think of Instagram. That's a whole nother thing. Instagram is the go-to social media for people our age. Our age and Any, even more so younger. 100%. Instagram is no longer the social media for picture sharing. And it is Facebook, a generational successor yes. to Facebook. Facebook just turned on advertising on Instagram just in the last couple of years. A few years ago, yeah. And, but, and it's expanding with the things you can do It's growing insanely fast. They put Snapchat out of business. Snapchat isn't out of business <laughs> yet, but it will be. Yeah. That because of Facebook, yeah, history. they literally just ripped that though. That doesn't doesn't matter. But they did it better. It's, yeah, they, they did, did it better. better. I'm more than happy to use Instagram over, over Snapchat. But again, that's the power of Facebook. How do you take yeah. them down when they have 2.2 billion people at their disposal? You cannot. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Yeah, and that, they've made smart acquisitions. They they bought um, Instagram. They bought is it WeChat, um, and and that, that's more of a Asian market. Um, type thing they they just know what to buy at the right time and so they're right now they're for social and for any kind of interaction type thing facebook is unbeatable um what it's not wechat is it no it's not i'm looking it up right now keep going (laughs) um but the data is just so social it's so um 
It's WhatsApp. A, WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Not WeChat. WhatsApp. Both green. Both green. Both same syllable. Oculus. They acquired Oculus. Oculus. Yeah, but we haven't Oculus. even got into that. What's VR? Oculus doing though right now? What? Okay. Well, um, it will be. <laughs> Oculus VR will be the thing. Anyways, yeah, it's totally different um, topic. But the my argument still that Amazon is in a much better position is just the life versus the social your life is so much better than how you so much more i mean than how you interact online and right now today facebook's data is more valuable but i will argue till the end of the day that amazon's data in five to ten years is going to be just off the charts yeah and google's Fair. too apple's too probably. google has been the winner to date uh they're still killing it yeah uh facebook has mobile facebook basically did google they outdid Google and mobile. Google did uh, web search, amazing, killed yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Facebook moved to mobile better than Google did. Yeah, um, well, Mark Zuckerberg made the decision, I think it was in 2009, yeah. when the iPhone was two years old and they just launched the App Store for third-party apps. Third-party apps were just becoming a thing. Yeah. And he said, we're a mobile-first company. Genius. And and people vision. said, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. And yeah, they, they killed out. it. So there's a lot to talk about, obviously, with Facebook. Um, there's a lot to talk about with Amazon. There's a lot to talk about with VR, with chat, with whatever it is. We touched on so many topics here. Um, I think the thing that really runs through, the vein that runs through them all is data. Um, and whether it's your face, whether it's how you interact, whether it's your behavior, data is king. And I think in all three episodes so far, we've come on some level to that conclusion. You can't talk about technology without talking about data. Yeah, and you can't talk about technology in general. You can't talk about technology in Kentucky without talking about data. I think that's why we want to do some of these more larger-scale topics now, talking about technology in general, so we have a really good base um, once we start to get more and more into Kentucky yeah. type stuff. We're looking forward to exploring Kentucky Tech in coming episodes. we got a couple great guests lined up. Um, we're really excited to get going. I think talking about Facebook is a great way to get started, though. I think so. It's yeah. something that everybody uses every day. Uh, and we, you know, love Facebook. We work in the social media game. Yeah, that's what we get paid to do <laughs> to understand social media, understand advertising, uh, and so you know we love talking about it. But again, we're really looking forward to getting into some local stories, some local guests, yeah. and local news. Uh, you know, we're it's it's kind of hard to find local news, and so we're, yeah. we're starting to learn how to dig for it. Yeah, the right people to go to, mm-hmm. uh, and so you know, as time goes on with the podcast, we're going to start bringing more of those stories to you. Uh, we, you know, we're brand new to this, so we're going to keep figuring it out. Yep. Getting better every time, I keep saying. Uh-huh. Well, help us do that. Help us grow on social media. We are at Middle Tech Pod on both Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Two of those owned by Facebook. They're killing it. Um, give us an email. Shoot us an email at middletechpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Give us any episode topic suggestions or just give us your comments. If you completely disagree with what we said, we want to hear it. We'll yep. read, we'll we'll read love, some interesting emails on some of these. If we we'll get love to go ones. back and forth. Yeah, we would love that. We want to interact with you guys um, and share us with your friends. A good way to do that, once again, is to rate us five stars, but also shoot them a text message. Tell them they should learn about technology in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and beyond. Hey, and if you don't want to give us five stars, please don't give us five stars, but write a review so we know how to do better next time. Yeah, for sure. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in. We'll see you next time.